Uh, if you like Spout more, no, wait. <laughs> Is this mirrors? If you, if you like Spout lore and you want to hear more of it, go to patreon.com slash Spout lore and maybe if you give them enough money, they'll release me <laughs> and we can see each other again. <laughs> I've been in this bar for years. Save me. <laughs> Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute who knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Vigor's half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me is always playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hello there. Playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Tai. Hello. When last we left our heroes, they returned to the library. How did they get a dragon to the library? From a deep cave <laughs> underground? We hand-waved it. <laughs> it just happened. And after uh, securing housing for their friend from night's embrace of black spire rises in the shit mine behind the margani library they return to the city of mccall on the trail of the magi of mccall who the belief is are connected to the bringers of the black flame uh and then traveled to the territory of the jackals the street gang that you'd had run-ins with in the past and met up with their leader jake who told you that things are going okay They've got control of the sticks, though the light guard is stretched pretty thin and are aggressively trying to take control of the city. And after questioning a man you saved from a shakedown by some light guard soldiers, you have reason to believe that the Jin Third has been taking out criminals with an aggressive ferocity. Deadly force. Yeah. Um, receiving some information from the Ragamuffin crew about some people matching the description of the Magi, uh, questioned jake about this who said that maybe he does know something and maybe he'll tell you if you do a little something for him which is clearing out an upstart gang called the daydreamers from the northern part of jackal territory out of an old bakery they're doing fucked up drugs yeah they've got some sort of weird spiritual substance thing going on and jake doesn't want any part of it in his neighborhood And uh, you headed out to go find the Daydreamers, and once you reached that part of town, you were bowled over by none other than Colonel Dan Fossey. Also, Billy was drunk for the last (laughs) three-fifths of the episode. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And really got some shit done. Yeah, he certainly did. Billy ate a spicy pepper and was given (laughs) heavy cream to put out the spice and is now absolutely wasted. Dan... It's been so long. Yeah, Billy, it has been a long time. He, like, picks himself up off the ground. Can you also pick me up off the ground, Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He goes into a deep squat, grabs you under the armpits, and goes... You go to the gym. Uh, No, I haven't. Okay. (laughs) Could you guys come over here real quick? And he, like, goes around a corner into an alley. 
Come here. Just come here. Just come here. He's for sure going to ambush us in the alley, right? <laughs> Tuck takes out his axe and falls. Damn. <laughs> Everybody keep your eyes on your You know what, Tuck? Good instincts. Just keep that out and just stand right here, please. And he gets you to stand in front of the alley. And as you're standing there, a group of people like hustle around the corner and run right <laughs> behind you, Tuck. <laughs> Classic Dan. So, how... How are you all doing? Who were no? Who are those people? Oh, just some business associates of mine. <laughs> what did you convince them to buy or sell? I might have convinced them to buy uh to buy a little bit of um a, a, a legendary uh wine that's been going around that maybe has a little bit less of the qualities they were looking for. You've been watering down the wine wood wine. Watering down is strong. It's just water. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a very dark bottle <laughs> but you know that's not really my it's not really my problem i've just you know i got you know i'm in the new city i gotta do a little bit of this a little bit of that damn why don't you just like get a job or something <laughs> billy put me down <laughs> i don't like a bunch of scoundrels like you i <laughs> you guys are calling well you billy are calling me a scoundrel <laughs> i'm a professional i never get caught so <laughs> that's Actually, totally fair. <laughs> Actually. How did you get to the city? Me? Yeah. Oh, it's quite a tale. I don't remember. <laughs> Start at the end and go to the beginning. Uh, okay, so we were on the boat yes. in Crystal Bay. Uh-huh. Boat crash. Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember that? Yes. Barely. And then I was on the beach. Here? Yeah. Wow. I, I guess I just kind of floated through, kind of bobbed through the sea of graves, I guess. Wow. Holy shit. That's... Qu- and you are fine i get i mean look at me and you look at dan and he looks a little different than he did he actually does look a lot more scoundrelly than he did when you last saw him <laughs> he, he's cut his hair short like he used to have long kind of shoulder length dark hair and he's cut it really short and he's wearing like you know like kind of a desert scoundrel he's got like a vest with like flowing pants and like a jacket so like what a, like aladdin not like aladdin I'm trying <laughs> i to am think. imagining yeah. also yeah. Aladdin. The, vest. the vest and the flowing a pants hold on, hold on hold you, on and he's kind of a desert scoundrel which is a racist term shot that, that's this. not <laughs> give me one, two seconds one time during sex john called me a desert scoundrel <laughs> wow two things i was totally unaware of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just you just gave a lot away in a brief short amount of time. I'm realizing the way that I'm describing him is uh he's dressed like Merlin from BBC's Merlin. And you get mad at me for my esoteric television references. <laughs> so he's got like a light like linen jacket, like just like yeah, flowing clothes that's underneath. White person Aladdin. <laughs> this is not white person. A thousand per- Aladdin doesn't even have a scarf. And he he's doesn't got, wear a shirt. He's got like the waist. like. <laughs> he's got a waist sash. He's yeah. got flowing pants. I feel like I'm getting ganged up on here. I mean, yeah, well, it's really easy to jump on this oh, bandwagon. Aladdin's not good enough for my <laughs> reference. I need Merlin, the whitest of all legends. Okay, fine. Produced by the BBC, the whitest of all broadcasters. <laughs> all right, fine. You know what? He's not. He doesn't look like that at all. Paul, give me one thing about Dan's appearance. He's got this little vest, this scarf around his neck. He's oh, white. no. He's whiter than ever. He shouldn't be this white in the desert. But he's got whiter. Uh, uh, he's got a faux hawk. Oh, no. <laughs> Jessica. He has, a, I don't know, pants. He's got pants on. <laughs> All the right. Flowy ones. Flowy pants. We just and read. <laughs> we just said to Sean the description that he gave Now that's better. Now that's a description. No, that's that how you describe somebody. You absolute <laughs> bastards. Uh, yeah, so he looks a little different, but the face, 100% Dan. 
does he have any like new scars or anything? Um, he, I mean, he's missing a tooth. Maybe yeah, he is. He has a gold tooth now. Oh wow! Whoa! Super scoundrel. Yeah, this Holy is shit. this is kind of the big thing. I, I, I when I woke up, I was missing a tooth, so I just got a new one when I got to town. Who'd you steal that from? Uh, Goldsmith. <laughs> you? Oh man! What do you want from me? Well, man, like healthcare is free here. You could just go to a dentist. <laughs> healthcare is free here. Yeah, that's why it's so great. Where? It's- yeah, the deep ward, the w- dwarves do everything for free. There are dwarves here? <laughs> what <laughs> wow, have you been Dan. doing? How long have you been in the city That's for? That's a good question. Like a, long, like a while. <laughs> like, I don't know, seven, seven months? That's longer than we've been here. What? That doesn't make sense, does it? We've, we were only here for like four months before the events of the library. And then, that, and then now it's been five months. What the fuck? Like he's looking like eh, eh, whatever. See a graves. I'm assuming it's magic bullshit. Anyways, uh, so do you? Are you guys like in town for like work or something? I guess you could say that. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Why are you all being shifty? Well, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. Stealing all the gold and and the water. Dan, you don't have a good reputation for not fucking people over. As evidenced by the group full of people who you sold fake medicine to. Okay, well... And clearly not your tooth in your mouth. (laughs) Let me ask you this. How many times have I fucked you three over? Countless. So many. Count them. I can't. One. Four. Now hold on. You're just saying numbers. (laughs) Doing my best, Dan. (laughs) Wait. Is Perel with us? Oh, yeah. I guess he is. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Perel is shy and he was... (laughs) kind of window shopping a hat store <laughs> nearby yeah. and it's and he's he's just so awkward he doesn't want to like make eye contact yeah it's that thing like when you're when your mom sees a friend of hers in the grocery store and you just have to stand there while they talk he just looks over every once in a while like still talking yeah this is our earlier Perel. oh hi hi i'm Perel, and they shake hands hey i'm dan dan what <sighs> What, uh, what, what, uh, do, do you want to hang out with us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, what, was, uh, do we hire him? <laughs> when do we? I mean, I mean, you, you guys might be able to help me out. You might be able to help us out, actually. Uh-huh. Um, do you know anything about the daydreamers? Um, I do. Yes. Know quite a lot about them. How much do you know? I, we might have had some dealings here and there. Are they friends of yours? No. <laughs> Are they the people who are chasing you? Yes. <laughs> ah. Well, that's narratively convenient for us. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, might have helped them with some supply issues they were having. And they, you know, skimped on our deal a little bit. They decided that maybe it wasn't worth paying me. So I just just now tried to uh, rob them. And it didn't go well. Hmm. Where's their headquarters? You need to show us where they hang out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It's just down the block. Let's go. Okay. We got to stay out of sight, though. Should we sneak over there? Yeah, let's sneak. Let's do it. And uh, he starts leading you down the alley. And, you know, for all of his, like, Dan's a fucking scumbag, he's surprisingly good at acting stealthy. Like, he, you're watching him, and he's totally just blending into the environment. Even in this dark alley, he's just, like, everywhere he is, it looks like he's supposed to be there. Whoa. And he takes you just across the block to the other street on the side of this alley and then turns right and takes you to the next intersection and points across 
at a building that's boarded up. Some of the windows are boarded up, but some of them are open and you can see figures kind of moving behind them. And he's like, yeah, that's uh, that's the place right there. What kind of stuff are these daydreamers up to? Uh, I mean, just like usually like normal gang stuff, really. They uh, they're more on the recreational substances side of things than uh, a lot of other gangs in this area. And a lot of their stuff, from what I hear, has kind of spooky qualities. Spooky how? Uh, I went in there one time for a meeting and there were a lot of people just kind of laying around. It looked like they were asleep, but they were moving a lot. And I just got a weird vibe in there. Hmm. Like, it didn't seem like anything I'd ever seen before. Can one of us spell lore about the drug that they're using, maybe? Yeah, totally. Do you want to do it since you're the spirit guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could 2d6 plus intelligence. Spell lore. All right. I got eight plus intelligence is zero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so something interesting, but not useful. You tell me. Tell me about a story that Ving has heard about people without spiritual ability finding a way to connect to the spirit plane. Um, that it takes a critical mass of people to do so. Oh, okay. Ooh. Explain a bit more about that. Uh, they like they have to do it in groups, or uh, they're called choirs. Mm-hmm. Whoa, yeah. that's people cool. People get together in choirs and do this. So they they see themselves as like more more of a church, but yeah, they have to rally around a central figure who is usually more connected to the spirit realm. Cool. They need a leader to take them through this trip. Oh, and. Dan's like, yeah, that actually, that tracks, their leader is this sort of like weird cultish, they they really, really revere this dude. Seems like they're maybe using, I mean, the supply issue I helped them with was Ghost Root. Uh, I know a guy who just like has a little farm and uh, they're grinding that up and inhaling the smoke or eating it or drinking it. Hmm. And that seems to give them kind of some weird little push. I've only seen stuff like this in the forest, like when I was younger, but... I haven't seen anything like that in human lands in a long time. Yeah, not in the human realms. Mm-hmm. And usually it's done for like ceremonial purposes. Yeah, right? Like this seems like a weird... They're playing with stuff they shouldn't be playing with. And being criminals? Yeah. Sketchy. Don't like it. But, you know, they pay. Well, they did pay. Do they have like security or whatever? Yeah, usual gang stuff. Okay. Like just lookouts. Do you think it would be easy for us to like scare them away, intimidate them? Would it be like scaring away a dog where you're just like, get out of here, dog? Or is it more like, would we have to like do fighty fighty stuff? I mean, it's, you know, it kind of depends on how you all play it. I could probably, if you wanted to go quiet, I could probably get you in a back door. Uh, But what I would want is for you to grab my money for me when you sneak in, because I can't get it. You want us to steal from these people for you? I do. I would love that. It seems like you're all pretty good at uh, what you do. Thank you. Yeah, but stealing from a gang is kind of Of like... drug addicts? Yeah, it's sort of... We're already doing this for like another gang. Like, (laughs) this just seems so much work. So, I don't even want to be here that long. I don't want to go rifling around for this. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. I understand. Um, well, I'll be in town. So if you need me, uh, you can come find me. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the info, though. It's, hey. good. it's actually good to see you. It's nice to see a familiar face. You know, it is actually good to see you all, too. I don't know anybody in this town, so it's nice to see a few familiar faces, even if they were uh, kind of unhappy to see me to begin with. 
Anyways, <laughs> I'm uh, living above a place called Maureen's in Stepside. Uh, just come find me if you need me. Okay. All right. Th- thanks, Dan. Uh, good, yeah. Good luck. Stay out of trouble, man. <laughs> we'll see. And he turns and steps into a crowd and like basically blends into them instantly. Whoa. And he's gone. So you're standing in front of the bakery. That guy's really good at blending in. <laughs> Chuck says it's with people walking all around him, like a foot and a half above the crowd. <laughs> What's your plan? Okay, so ways to kick him out. What do churches hate the most? States. Yeah, we could pretend to be city workers. <laughs> <laughs> we do have practice at that. We do, yeah. I mean, we broke into the fucking council building. We could definitely convince a bunch of drug addicts that we're city workers. Mm-hmm. But then what do we do once we're in there? We help them with their addiction. They <laughs> <laughs> so, spend time as an addiction, the counselor. Do we, what do you, you used to do these clubs called intervention. Yeah. And you never let me go. No. So maybe we could try that. And you said it was always a lot of, like, a lot of fun. Well, it's fun for the people, yeah, because they get to talk about their stuff. Billy's referencing a thing where they, Ving had to have an intervention for Tuck because he was eating too much protein powder. <laughs> and Billy wanted to join, but Ving said that this is adult time. That this is just adult talk and that it's, it doesn't concern me. And it really stung. <laughs> yeah, no so doubt. Billy's like kind of sobering up now and he's really excited for this intervention. And also he's drunk enough to be hurt slightly yeah. more than usual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. All right. I, w- I would love to be an intervention. So the current tentative plan is <laughs> to pretend to be social workers uh-huh. from the city. In, from the city, go in there. And start to conduct an intervention. Well, like, <laughs> we could just do an intervention with the leader of the choir. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. n- I, I'm not saying... Yeah, I know it sounds like I'm saying this with incredulity. <laughs> it sounds like it in my voice. But I am saying it. The, the tone is tentative excitement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not in a fit state to have a fight but like maybe i am who knows (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if this is a group of people that we need to fight yeah we might be able to just like i guess talk them into leaving and going back to their families or whatever maybe we offer them some housing in a different part of the town that's not occupied by the jackals i and i like another just something that occurred to me you could also just be like hey why don't you just start kicking up to the jackals what is just that? like make it worth their while that you're here uh, instead of just trying to encroach on their territory. Like that's one potential angle too. Uh, yeah. Perel says this. Yeah. Perel's <laughs> like, I don't know. Criminals love uh, just being safe and paying people off. Maybe they'll do that. That's boring. Perel. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go sit uh, outside this bar. <laughs> you all do your thing. What? Why are you abandoning us? <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, am I going to be much help in this? Yeah, probably not. Honestly, yeah, I'll, I'm going to go back to the stray dog, maybe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll see you all later. Bye. Be Bye. safe. Here, does somebody want my hat? It's pretty no, good. Nobody wants your hat. I no, want I, it. No, yeah. fuck. Yeah, I want... Fuck. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I said no, first. No, Billy, no, I want it. Can no, I roll t- to get yeah. it first? <laughs> okay, 2d6 plus dexterity. Uh, whoever gets highest wins. Fuck! Fuck! Yes! Nice! <laughs> <laughs>
Huge plus hat win. Two, eleven. I get the hat. Oh my god, it's so big. I got big. four. <laughs> Billy just snatches it out of uh, Perel's hands. What does the hat look like? It's a really wide brim. Perfect. <laughs> like go- like black leather, like gardening hat. Oh my gosh. Shirt. Oh wow. I'm gonna have personal space for once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no one touch me. <laughs> Billy looks like a little mushroom now. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a Goomba from Mario. Yeah, kind of. yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so Perel heads off. Son of a bitch, I wanted the hat. You can borrow it later. <laughs> you can borrow it. Okay, fine. So yeah, you're gonna, what are you gonna go knock on the door? What if, <laughs> Yeah. I'm just thinking of like what Mormons do. Like, you know, you like go knock on the door and you're like, you have your own religion. Have you heard the yeah. good word? Oh, yeah. We come up with our own religion yeah. and convert them. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Ving also, these are people that <gasps> want a connection to the spirit world and Ving is an actual elementalist. Oh. We could wow them. What if Billy could do tricks too with spirits? Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm like big. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so if that doesn't work, I can beat the shit out of him. Yeah, we could do that. I was gonna offer do the like uh, connections to see if I could. Oh yeah, because they're see a if, gang. Like, yeah, if the leader has like, if he's really interested in something, or if he really likes something, because then we could win him him over. Oh yeah, yeah. Or cool. Whatever. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's your thinking hat, Billy. Uh-huh. That's what that is. It is my thinking hat. <laughs> so I like waddle off and there's some kids hanging around. Uh-huh. I don't know them by name, but I recognize them. Yeah. 2d6 plus charisma. Nine. Hell yeah. Anybody want to aid? Yeah, can we do that? Uh, yeah. Tuck, come with me because I'm nervous. Yeah, I'll pretend to be your bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that looks legit. <laughs> 2d6 plus bond. Six. Oh, <laughs> shit. They've seen Tuck before. They know. Yeah. <laughs> Get this fuck out of here. Yeah. They've rec- they recognize this whole situation as you're walking up. Hey, it's me, Billy. Hey, Billy. And his trusty bodyguard, Bruce Valanche. <laughs> they roll their Bruce eyes. Bruce Hi, Tuck. Oh, oh, dang it. Fuck. Have we tried this before? Yeah, like um, a lot. <laughs> sorry. I, I can't always recognize you guys when you're all like in disguise. <laughs> Yeah, they're all wearing fake mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I need a favor. Do you know about the leader of the Daydreamers? Who, Guaranteed? That's their name? Yeah. Guaranteed? Guaranteed. First name, last name? No, 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 no. Uh, the first oh. name is, um, their name is, they're like thinking really hard, Pell Corbin. Nickname is Guaranteed. Oh. All right. Pell Corbin. Yeah. Do you know if they like, what are they like? You know, what are some interests or things that they like really want? Mm. What kind, what's their like perfect Sunday afternoon? <laughs> yeah. Like what, what's something that they would like want so bad that they would want to like talk to us face to face? Are they a dog person or a cat person? Do they like the stones or the beetles? <laughs> <laughs> they don't like rocks or bugs. <laughs> okay. No rocks or bugs. Do they like nap time? Do they like, uh, uh, like soup? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are those competing options in Billy's brain? <laughs> Nap time or soup. <laughs> Try to figure out if this is like a cozy person. Uh, hmm. Actually, the, so the kids do tell you that Guaranteed Corbin was just like a regular criminal for a while and then got involved in the spirit stuff. 
and something i don't know they tried some sort of ritual a long time ago to like connect to the spirit world like put their spirit in the spirit world which is like not good Mm -hmm. and it really messed them up like are they sick now yeah like it, it they're they're just like their body seems okay but something about the energy that like their vibe is just like bad white hair like always seems so tired seems like they're they're looking around a lot like they're hearing things like it's weird whoa hmm. they're in between but i do know that they're absolutely whatever happened they're terrified of spirits they're terrified of spirits terrified but they want to go to the spirit world well they're ter- they want to go to the spirit world but they don't want to attract the attention of a vengeful spirit huh yeah. hmm. all right well thank you does that help oh wait no sorry there were strings attached you have to pay us <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> we want money. Okay, okay, kid. We'll pay you. Okay, we're not going to stiff a bunch of kids. Hey, we'll throw in three extra coins if you give us three mustaches. Yeah, no problem. Three of your fake mustaches. <laughs> they rip them right off. Here Thank you go. You. We all put fake mustaches. Yeah. I'm not going to make choices for your characters, but Tuck puts a fake mustache. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm I putting it into my gear. Fake mustache. I'm going to draw sure. it. They hold out their hands. Okay, how many? Vings I can't has do a, the math. A goatee attached. Each of us just wants two coins. <laughs> So how many of them are there? There's three. So it's just six coins. Six coins plus an extra three. So nine coins. Wow. Money, please. This is steep. Let's round it up to 10. They're kids. Okay. Here's a a bonus. Your rates have gone up. Yeah. It's tough out here. Business is tough. But you you all pay great. (laughs) If you want any more info, you come find us. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Or mustaches. Yeah. We got a ton. (laughs) We found an old crate in a dumpster. Those might not be mustaches. <laughs> we pull them off and they're like small caterpillars. <laughs> I crawling. put it back on. <laughs> it's just crawling back and forth on Billy's face. <laughs> yeah, so that's what you know is uh, guaranteed Corbin is ill in, with some sort of spirit energy disease and is terrified of attracting the attention of a vengeful spirit. Okay. Are we still sticking to intervention or do we want to tell him that we have some kind of cure for his disease i mean the intervention could be kind of like a like multi-level marketing like <laughs> yeah cure for the yeah, disease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry jessica here i will just point out the fact that you are the queen of being like this is maybe an overly complicated plan <laughs> uh and what i just did was should we stick to intervention or should we offer some kind of help medically? <laughs> and you said, maybe we could incorporate both of those in a You're multi-level right. marketing I'm scheme. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Rewind. No, no, no. I, feel no, like, no, no. I feel like what you meant is that the plan has multiple <laughs> things in it. I, no, I was going for a, fee, a thing. No. <laughs> no. I want to know what this was. It was literally just like, I was just thinking about like the weird people like from the South, like, you know, in the states who are like just like really like intense about mm. the religion they sell it almost oh like oh. evangelists yes yeah. thank you that's yeah. the word yeah. <laughs> like trying to get tithes to help with like spiritual problems yeah that kind of feeling anyway we could do that we could yeah instead of pretending to be city workers we could pretend that we're like uh, spirit evangelists guys? yeah yeah and, we're spirit people oh, and that's spirit how we could guides. use oh. yeah we're spirit guides and again, you're saying pretend. 
Ving actually is. I'm more yeah. of a walker than a guide. <laughs> <laughs> I do the walking, not the guiding. Tuckin is mine. He's like, how are we going to pretend to be spirit guides? <laughs> Ving's just floating two rocks above his hand. <laughs> I don't know, man. You figured it. <laughs> I look at Ving. I look at Tuckin. I look back at Ving like, oh. <gasps> Bing. Smash cut to Billy pretending to be a televangelist. <laughs> <laughs> a little seersucker suit. His hair slicked back. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. A perfect mustache. Hat. Yeah, he's got the hat, which gives him a plus one forward on charisma. Huh? And he's got the mustache, which gives him a plus one, one forward on dexterity. <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, All right. Are we actually doing this? So the plan is Kay. we pretend to be spirit walkers. Uh, who's taking point? Is it Billy or is it Vic? I think it's Billy. The I mean, uh, was this one? I could be the one who displays it, who's like you know, sort of in the spirit realm and comes in with like showing that we are spirit walkers. But Billy's the one that's selling it. We need this a seller. I'm not a seller. Yeah, Billy, we need you to become the mayor again. <laughs> really? Is it time? It's time, Billy. This is it? Okay, I can do it. I'm still a little bit drunk. <laughs> Perfect. Use it. I'm going to. So I grab a bunch of like loose papers in the like trash and on the street nearby and I make them look like business folders. I'm like <coughs> <laughs> folding some garbage. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's walk on up then. All right. I guess. We walk in formation behind Billy. Uh-huh. And uh, what does like the building look like? Can I, can we spout lore about the building? Uh, you could discern realities. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, two d six plus wisdom, minus one because of your thing. Oh, oh man, shit. Are you serious? Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, just five. Oh. Okay. Fuck. Uh, well, you get another experience. <laughs> you get another experience point, which is nice. The building looks normal. Just looks like a boarded up bakery. There's smoke coming out of one of the many chimneys on top of the building. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's just out of one. There are lights on inside that you can see through the windows that aren't boarded up and shadows moving behind, like just people walking around and a uh, not very sturdy wooden door set into the wall facing the street. I'm going to loudly knock on that wooden door. And after a few seconds, the door opens and there's a very tall, thin youth wearing like a white cloth robe with the hair shaved off the top of their head, but a ring of hair around. Like a friar? Like a friar. And they're wearing a, like a wooden carved medallion of a confusing shape. And they're like, hello. Good evening. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Billiam, and I am here to offer a gift. Or something to your leader, Pell Corbin. Hello, Billiam. They dip their head low. I also dip my head low. <laughs> the hat touches the ground. <laughs> yeah. The hat brushes the dirt in front of him. <laughs> I am Brother Dubert. <laughs> Unfortunately, Brother Corbin is unavailable, but I would be happy to pass any knowledge along to him. Would you just tell him that we have uh, a spirit guide here to see him and if he should love to meet us then give send word post hence <laughs> uh, roll 2d6 plus charisma 
Nine. Oh eight. shit. Yeah, nine. Oh but, eight. Maybe oh, yeah, eight. Uh, I can do a cool yeah. little trick. And if he will not uh, listen to the word, maybe he'll listen to this. Poof, little spirit. <laughs> floof, poof. Damn Whoa. it. Wow, no, nope, he absolutely farts. He <laughs> farts loudly. <Poof. laughs> uh, incredible. Um, I got three. I farted three <laughs> times. Uh, when you say you have a spirit guide and Brother Dubert sees uh, Ving standing behind you looking like a spiritual weirdo there uh, his eyes widen and he goes oh, one moment and the door slams and you hear flap 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 great job thing i think it worked yes flap 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 door swings open brother corbin will see you now excellent cool lead the way and uh he does he leads you in tuck you gotta duck a little bit because like this door is not big enough for people your size yeah and tuck's taking the axe on it off his back he kind of has to do that in regular size buildings so he doesn't <laughs> fucking destroy walls and stuff actually when you take the axe off your back dubert puts his hands up and he says please no weapons oh uh, we this, are we are it's more of a pet than a weapon it's really. medicinal i need to keep this with uh, me it's integral it's integral to the spirit work that we do this is a tool of spiritual energy Forge in the spirit realm itself. He's going to want to see it. Is that true? Forged in the spirit realm. You say, it, has, it is actually true. It was forged in the spirit realm. I wish I didn't say, is it you, true? You forged <laughs> it. it. Yeah. yeah. In the spirit realm, you say? Yes. Very well. But if blood is spilled under this roof, there will be dire consequences for all under this roof. Yes, for sure. Totally. And Tuck is, he's like, he wants to play the character of the bodyguard. So, so he like goes, I've cursed my lord. <laughs> In true bodyguard fashion. And then he, he bows so deep that his forehead touches the ground. <laughs> and when he lifts up, you, you see the word Tuck on the ground. <laughs> he's still got all that shit all over right, his face. Yeah, but now Tuck is gone and it's just dirt. Wow. Just the dirt floor of this bakery. Uh, and uh, yeah. Tuck is falling into a Frankenstein type character. <laughs> totally. Uh, and Dubert leads you inside and you see sort of what the daydreamers are living in. And it's a very odd sight. A wide open chamber, like just inside the door, you can see the old mechanisms of a mill disused. There's like clothes hanging on them and stuff like that. Uh, the, it, the whole building is awash with like a blue glow. And in the middle of the room is a piece of worm glass that's basically a single tube that was like wrapped around itself a bunch of times to create this like big droplet looking thing. And that's hanging from from the ceiling, like on a rope. Is it like the shape of a fluorescent bulb? Or uh, Yeah, it's like a raindrop. But if the raindrop was like curled in on itself, oh. you know what I mean? Oh, so it, yeah. it's raindrop shape, but it's made of a tube that's like, yeah, that's curled up. And it's, is that the shape that's on his medallion? You know what is now? <laughs> yeah, it's like a very complicated raindrop looking shape. Um, and as you come in, another figure in a, a white robe and the haircut identical to Dubert walks up and has like a little wooden mallet in their hands that they're holding very ceremonially. And they walk up to the droplet of warm glass and they bang it and it glows brighter. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty chill vibes in here. We are a house of learning and a place of spiritual connection and growth and union and spiritual union 
and our spirits are united in this choir union. He's <laughs> repeating himself a lot. Yeah, it seems like whoever's writing copy for their propaganda <laughs> material has gone on vacation or something. <laughs> uh, and you see there's three groups kind of spread out this in this room of like six people sitting in a circle. And in the middle of the circle is a brazier with like a smoldering pile of herbs. And they're inhaling the smoke deeply, like rhythmically inhaling it. Oh. And, and all of their eyes are closed. Does it smell? Does Tuck recognize the smell from when he ate ghost root that one time? Yep. <laughs> smells pungently of ghost root. Uh, and then Tuck's un- under his breath to these two. He's like, maybe breathe shallow. Don't breathe too much. <laughs> I don't know what advice this is. Don't breathe a lot. Everybody try to hold your breath. Bing tucks the goatee up over his mouth. Yeah, it pushed the mustache up further. And Tuck yeah. also pushes the mustache into his nose. Yeah, so you got your, your noses are now blocked, causing you to breathe deeply through your mouth. <laughs> Tuck is going to try and hold his breath for as long as possible. Can I roll for that? <laughs> sure, yeah. 2d6 plus constitution. Uh, that is 10. Wow. Um, yeah, Tuck, you start holding your breath. And you're honestly fine. I'm going to say you're, you don't need to hold your breath for like 20 minutes. But you're, you're able to breathe in a way that makes it so you're not going to huff up too much of this ghost root smoke. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is anybody else going to roll, or are you just going to take your chances? I'm discerning some realities. Okay. 2d6 plus wisdom. Ooh, seven. Yeah, so you get one question. Bing, you're kind of casting your eyes about the room. What should we be on the lookout for? Okay, cool. So something that you are struck with as you come in here is, you know, Jake was saying and Dan was telling you, like, these dudes are gangsters. Like, this is like, they are, they're like selling illicit substances mm-hmm. and in here you're like this feels like a fucking temple mm-hmm. so what you are seeing is not all that is going on for sure like there has to be maybe a storeroom maybe like an armory oh, quarters yeah. for their soldiers like, like classic when you break down a wall in a movie and there's a bunch of people in there like <laughs> counting, hazmats yeah counting money and oh, making yeah. drugs and beakers and stuff yeah so you're loading guns you're like where the fuck is all their stuff like this is just like a monastery is the vibe in here like, are there strung out people lying around? I think I missed that. Or is it just like... Strung out is strong. Like okay. it's a st- like Dan was describing it in terms that he understands, but there are people that are like, Ving, you recognize this? They're in deep spiritual meditation. Okay. Like, yeah. And they They're are... communing. Yeah, exactly. They're communing in a way, but you even like your supernatural connection to the spiritual realm, you can tell that these people don't have a natural connection so the vibe in here is very weird. Mm-hmm. It feels very strained. Forced, mm. yeah. Yeah. I gave you guys so much information on that one question. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of the situation that you're experiencing right now as Dubert is leading you through the, uh, through the room. Mm. Huh. So this way, please. And uh, uh, Brother Corbin will see you. Uh, so- sounds very good. Thank you. Now, before you go in, I would caution you to know what you offer and to offer it quickly. Brother Corbin is not one to mince words and is in a dire state. So please do not attempt to be duplicitous or there will be complications. Billy doesn't understand most of those words. So he's like, (laughs) certainly. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Get the voice, Billy. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> uh, so he leads you th- through this chamber uh, down a corridor to like, Tuck, you know, this is where the um, the oven would usually be, like these huge clay ovens that just have like 
big wide openings. They put the bread, blah, blah, mm. blah. Uh, and he opens the chamber. There's no light in here except for like a dull red smolder in the shadows. Mm. And you can see the cavernous opening of the oven. And you can see a figure sitting in a chair inside the oven with a ring of braziers burning ghost root. Oh, well, man, he's got a bed. And Dubert stays outside and you hear, close the door. Close the door. Door closes behind you. Heavy thunk. It's dark in here. The only light is like the smoldering of the braziers. The axe too would be glowing, right? Oh yeah, I guess the axe is glowing. Okay, so it casts like the vibrant purple amethyst energy across the room and you see a very unwell looking dwarf kind of lounging in the chair, long light colored hair. It looks like if you had to guess in the purple light that it would be like bone white. Looks very brittle. Mm. A scraggly white beard. Long fingernails maybe? Yeah, totally. Long fingernails, big dark bags under the eyes and is just staring at you with a little bit of hope when he sees Vig. He's just like, I understand that you can help me. What do you need? My spirit is unwell. What happened? I attempted to make contact with the other side, and I angered something. You don't know what? I was cast back before I got a clear look, but it was old, and it was ancient. Those are the same thing, but <laughs> I hope it imparts on you how old it was. Tuck, who has been holding his breath, starts laughing uncontrollably inside of his mouth. You see the, like, once you start laughing, you see the, like, hands grip the sides of the chairs. <laughs> this is no time for jests. Please forgive my bodyguard. He is not the most smartest of the bulbs. I am <laughs> stupid, my lord. <laughs> I left a, a joke I was told three weeks ago. What was that? What was that joke? Uh, <laughs> did Vig actually just fucking ask? Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, it was um uh, a, a man walks in to a bar with a horse and the horse turns to the man and says I f have a long face Ving <laughs> <laughs> points him see how stupid he is <laughs> that's how stupid he is you can hear you can hear Corbin go like <laughs> very well <laughs> can you help me I feel my spirit being rent from my body each day. Hmm. Is there anything that you can tell us about this ancient thing? What, you didn't see anything? What makes you think it's after you? <sighs> Gaze upon me. I went in a hale young man of merely three centuries, and I came out this. I am dying. And the ghost root's keeping you alive? You think? It keeps the connection open long enough for my spirit to remain tethered to my body. If it were not for this root, it would be removed entirely, I fear. <coughs> His spirit is leaking out? That's what, he th that's what he thinks. Whoa, it's like being pulled back into the spirit realm? Yeah, kind of. So he 
went to the spirit realm, something ancient saw him Mm -hmm. and basically grabbed him as he was trying to escape. Mm -hmm. And he's been using ghost root to maintain a hold on his spirit ever since. Yeah. That's his prevailing theory. Uh. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, like if you have anything that you think would help you get more information, then that would be a good place to start. Hmm. I feel like spell lore might be our best move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I should not roll it though with a minus (laughs) one. No, I'll roll it. (laughs) Duty six plus intelligence. Uh oh. Fuck. 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 Uh, what is it? I got a five. Uh. Wait, you do have the hold that lets you turn a failure into a success. Do we think that Billy can do it for other people? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be sick. Is this mm-hmm. worth turning a failed roll into a seven to nine? Yes. I've got the ring on, so I can feel mm. what what thing is doing. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel it's like it's really hard in this room. I think because of all the drugs in the air yeah <laughs> yeah all the ghost route that's what i was thinking earlier too yeah, yeah ving can't actually get a hold of spirit yeah so i give like i give him like a little like soulful nudge uh-huh. the right way like no you're that's not you're kind of entering the shadow world like get out of there okay yeah totally <laughs> um cool so ving you are just like trying to drop into that spirit site to gain a connection on this and um, the, maybe it's the ghost route. Maybe it's sort of just everything that you've been dealing with over the last yeah, little while. Maybe it's very it's, out of practice. Totally. And what you feel instead of that familiar spirit energy is that horrific void that you felt like a year ago in the fanny pack when you were attempting to commune with what's on the other side of the danger room. Mm. This does not feel like spiritual energy to you. Whoa. This is something bigger. The demon? <gasps> Billy can talk to demons. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, Billy, you feel a presence in this room. Hello. So you, you like speak out? I guess. Do they hear it? No. Tuck and Ving are just standing there. Ving is trying to connect, but feeling this like cold void rolling over him. Tuck mm-hmm. is just hanging out. <laughs> Tuck's been holding his breath since we walked in. Yeah. So. <laughs> Even when he was talking, he wasn't breathing in somehow. Wow. <laughs> you look up at Tuck and his eyes are bloodshot uh-huh. <laughs> from holding his breath. He's doing the like, let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> but Billy also like feels kind of far away right now. Mm-hmm. And he feels that like kind of cold wash over him. Hello? You could be so much better than you are. Where are you? Think of all the things you could achieve if you would just try. What? There is nothing that you cannot do. If you put your mind to your goals, you can overcome anything. Is this ambition? Just allow yourself. Free yourself from the expectations of those around you. What do you want from Pell? I want what everyone wants more he is so much more than his circumstance you are so much more than your circumstance do you wish to have more do you wish to fulfill your potential i don't do i have to like resist this or something i honestly don't think billy does like i don't if i had to guess i don't think that billy is a subject possession in the same way that a person is so this demon's probably just like come on (laughs) Just let me in. And you can just be like, no dice. You're wasting your time. I just need to know how long have you been here? He has not accepted me yet, but he will. 
and I will help him. The ghost root is starting to affect all of you, by the way. Like you, you, you're all breathing in a lot of it and it's starting to fuck with your perceptions. How do I shake out of this? How do I get out of here? Um, oh yeah. Good question. Uh, I just like, I'm going for the door. Uh, okay. Defy danger constitution to like move basically. Oh, seven. Yeah. So you're able to just force your way <laughs> towards the door and you're shaking yourself out of this like connection to whatever this thing is. Yeah. And just banging on the door. Hey, do do dirt dubert <laughs> let me out Dubert. let me out and dubert opens the door and a bunch <sighs> of the ghosts are just woofs out of the room <sighs> and it's a little bit easier to breathe now Ving stayed in the room Ving is to, yeah he wants to try and commune okay cool oh tech left tech okay. followed billy out because he's not gonna let his kid just walk around a fucking drug <laughs> den on his own <laughs> yeah what 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 is what is wrong with him can you help him let me talk to tuck first very well and he steps away from you to give you a moment you talk and then tuck like leans down in front of billy <laughs> like you do with like a little kid and uh -huh. he's like hey buddy what's up what was happening in there oh there's a lot of smoke in the ground i breathe in a lot of it because i forgot to hold my breath but i think there's like a demon in there i think that's what's bothering pell and i was trying to figure out like who it was and it kept saying things like you could be more i i want more uh, you could do so much more with who you are. Okay, I want to use bardic lore now. Gods and their servants. Yeah, totally. I want to know what fucking demon this is. Okay. I think that Tuck has heard a story. Because demon possession is very common in McCall. It mm -hmm. happens all the time. Yeah. But Tuck remembers hearing a story about a shoemaker who lived in the upper ward a couple hundred years ago who became like the shoe baron of McCall. <laughs> Like one day they were working just a humble shoemaker with their own cobbler. And the next week he had a discount shoe warehouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His name Shoes was of all kinds discounted to below market prices. <laughs> His name was Reebok Payless. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was the kind of thing like sooner or later, every cobbler in the city was owned by this shoemaker. And then they had cobblers everywhere and eventually spread themselves so thin and made so many enemies that they were like stabbed to death at like 55 wow what a low stakes version of like that narcos show <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> <Feels like. laughs> exactly but uh it's hypothesized by the church and by demonologists that he was a vessel for the icon of ambition oh i knew it you I got it. it you got it right on the nose and then tug high fives billy good job billy thanks figuring it out i know you didn't even need any help i guess not but you know what <laughs> it's good to have help yeah good it tuck hugs him i guess <laughs> i don't know why i made this so emotional he comes out of the room like oh god it's fucking stinks oh my god they're hugging what i miss it's the demon of ambition ving it was talking to me it was saying like you could be you could be more than what you are weird stuff like that uh dubert like rushes up when you're all done like you're all talking and he's like oh, excuse me did i hear you say a demon yeah yeah a demon is attempting to possess brother corbin that's what it looks like like it's not quite in him yet but it's it's try it's it's trying to consume him so i don't know do you guys have any saffron i say to dubert uh, uh uh, perhaps some in the in the kitchens, but it's it's very expensive. I have some in my bandolier. 
Oh, you have saffron. I got pure saffron. Fucking sick. Can you make a tea out of this? I suppose, yes. I could go put a kettle on. Do, is there a specific recipe? And you realize you don't know the fucking recipe. <laughs> you oh. know that you could, ma- you could make a saffron tea, which is just steeping saffron in hot water, but it might not do the same thing, but it might be good for now. We could try it. Yeah. Like, considering the fact that Corbin hasn't been fully possessed, it might be enough to, like, shunt it out. Yeah. Okay, very well. I'll uh, I'll go put a kettle on. Does anybody want anything while I'm in the kitchens? Oh, I would love a hot chocolate if you have anything. I, w- I can mix you up a hot chocolate that'll knock your fucking socks off, kid. I would love a hot dog if you have one. I can see what I can do. <laughs> uh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah. hot dog, too. Yeah, me too, yeah. Uh, make that two. Yeah, and he rushes off, and you you can take him, you know, if he takes, he comes back with a teapot after a few minutes uh, with a steaming teapot holding it over a, with a with a wicker handle. I'll put the saffron inside. All right. And just, um, so, um, is this gonna, he's just holding a teapot in front of his face. Well, I mean, like, you gotta let it steep, and then when it's done, you give him the tea to drink. Okay, how, how long? I don't know, like five, ten minutes for an herbal tea? Yeah. Okay. So he just stands there for ten minutes with the teapot in front of him. I'm gonna try and make small talk with him. So, where are you from? I'm from I'm from McCall. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Uh, the principalities, the Everwood Valley. Right. Yeah, I knew a I knew a halfling. Um, his name was uh, Jeb Greenleaf. Did you know him? Yeah, actually, I did. Oh, <laughs> fuck! Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. How 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 is Jeb? Uh, I haven't seen him in a while. I think he still runs that store. Ah, wow. Wow. <laughs> Small world, huh? Uh, yeah. Is it funny when that happens? I know. It's amazing. That's crazy. One time I ran into a guy uh, right outside of this store named Dan Derglott, who I used to work for in the principalities. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Colonel Dan is what people call him. Do you know him? Name doesn't ring a bell. Uh, cool. That would have been crazy though, right, guys? Yeah, if yeah, we all knew nuts. Dan. Yeah, wow. That would have yeah. been crazy. I'm still, I can't get over your new Jeb. That's, that's amazing. Anyways, I think the tea's done. Great. <laughs> so here you go. And he gives you like a cup and pours some tea in it. Yes, I'll bring this to Pell. Yeah, hopefully this yeah. works. We pick Pillow up. I pick him up. <laughs> Where the smoke isn't the quite smoke so dense. Is, yeah, oh, so yeah. dense. Yeah. Thank you. And you go in and uh, Guaranteed is like, what have you learned? Um. Well, there may or may not be a demon. In this room. In this room. A demon. <laughs> Trying to possess you, my lord. <laughs> you don't have to do that. I. How did this happen? I think it's the ghost root that you were messing with. Kind of like, you know, you really shouldn't be doing that. <clears throat> the the spirit realm and the other realms are. You don't want to mix them up too much. I think whatever you were doing was probably opened you up to possession more than most and it's also pal not to freak you out but it's that shoe demon probably <laughs> i am unfamiliar it's the demon from that makes shoes that the demon of shoes this is how tuck interpreted the thing <laughs> yeah. so you know not the scariest one but they sense that you were looking for something else by going into spirit realm I was. Yeah. 
You gave up a part of yourself and they're trying to fill it. Is this punishment for reaching too high? Maybe by doing it, by trying to take a shortcut. Walking in the spirit world takes a lot more than huffing this shit and kicks over a brazier. And he coughs a bunch. What have I done? Can you help me? Yeah. Um. Here, drink this tea. And his, uh, his fingernails like clack against the ceramic as he takes the cup in his hand. I want to kind of just like wrap the, ro- the saffron rope around him gently around his shoulders and he, his waist. He like shivers and he convulses a little bit. <sighs> okay. No, I'm sorry. I feel its hold is, is tightening. This might hurt a lot. He sips the tea. No, you gotta chug it. He chug ch- it. He chugs it. <laughs> chug, 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 And he chugs it. You do that thing where he's sipping it like dumb and dumber when yeah. uh, he's trying to give him the laxative and he tips it back further for the here you go, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we put mm-hmm. the teapot in his mouth and then we just pour it. <laughs> He's like, I, I don't know if it worked. <laughs> and then he starts convulsing, flapping back and forth in his chair. He falls on the ground mm. and he's like kicking his legs. He kicks over a brazier. Oh, whoa, whoa. I make sure there's no dangers around. And you feel like the air is vibrating, basically. Like you can feel the the atmosphere in the room changing. Be uh, gone, shoe spirit. I think someone's gonna have to roll something to fight, like finalize it getting out of here. Mm. How would you do this? Yeah, I could do for the blood god. Whoa. Yeah, to get TLC to try and like push whatever it is out of mm-hmm. here. Cool. All right. Uh, you are initiated in the old ways, the ways of sacrifice. Choose something your gods or the ancestor spirits or totem value, blood, gold, bones, or the like. When you sacrifice those things as per your rites and rituals, roll plus wisdom. On a 10 plus, the GM will grant you insight or a boon to help you. On a 7 to 9, the sacrifice will not be enough and the gods will take up your flesh as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tuck, he pulls one of the obsidian coins out of his backpack, mm-hmm. the dark guard coins. Yeah. And he like flicks it into the air. Then he takes TLC and goes to like smash it as it's spinning. Yeah, totally. Cool. He's trying to look cool as fuck because he feels like looking cool is a good way to push demons away. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, holy uh, shit! Is that two sixes? It's a five and a six. Hell yeah. Uh, plus my wisdom is a zero. So. <laughs> <laughs> lucky lucky i gotta live it hell yeah okay um i would like you to describe how this what this looks like when the demon is like cast out for good um so it's like whenever tuck uses for the blood god the amethyst kind of glows a bit mm-hmm. in the axe and like you can hear tlc uh so what are they saying uh it's like you flick the coin up in the air and you Goes to slow motion. Yeah. You <laughs> and you baseball swing at the coin as it's like woof, 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 spinning through the air. And uh you hear Yeah <laughs> And on the spike, you can see, Tuck, you can see three small figures riding it like a cowboy. Hanging on to the spike. Like one's hanging onto the spike, then one's hanging on to that one's feet, and the other one's holding on to that one's feet. And it's like, yeah amethyst stone copper and they're no, like uh, yeah can they be riding like three dudes on a motorcycle like holding each other's waist <laughs> totally yeah yeah gripping each other around the waist and they just have like their like, hair is streaming yeah. devil horns holding up the horns they're just like fuck yeah bro 
<laughs> and the the blade connects with the obsidian coin. And I feel them because Tuck isn't vast dexterous, but I feel them kind of like guide the axe, yeah. like we're doing it together. And then the coin shatters. When you shatter the coin, that energy that you feel in the atmosphere for just a second spikes. Whoa. And you get this feeling of intense dread that thing is described for just a second. Everybody feels it. And you feel almost a a second where you feel like you lost something. Whoa. Like like some deep loss happened inside you. Whoa. And then everything in the room that you're like wearing and holding gets sucked towards the oven. The door shatters off of its hinges and like the pieces of the door move towards the chimney and everything just gets sucked up and out of the room and as like like the wind is sort of blowing up like kind of like the door smashes off his hinges pieces of like the braziers like kind of explode upwards uh the coin itself like it's shattered it's like and then it kind of sucks back in and reforms Mm, and then drops to the ground it's like the only thing that's not sucked up (gasps) interesting as it drops it to the ground it's bone white now whoa Whoa. that's so cool i don't know any of what that means i I don't know but maybe it trapped a demon inside of it you just gave me so much fucking homework Cool. <laughs> that's fucking cool. Yeah. That's man. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. And it's quiet now. And the air is like clear. And Corbin Pell is lying on the fucking ground, mm-hmm. groaning, eyes closed. And uh, <laughs> Dubert pokes his head in through the shattered door. What? What happened? Is everyone okay? He seems okay. He's still alive. And he rushes up, Brother Corbin, and he rushes up and kneels next to him and like, you know, checks his vitals, basically checks that he's still breathing, opens one of his eyes, peeks at the pupil. He's going to need a lot of care and food. He will. No ghost route. No more. (laughs) Yeah. No, you guys fucking clear out of this building and you get him to the deep ward. He needs medical care. Very well. We, you have, you have done a great service to a good man. I'm so thankful. And he gets up and he uh, rushes out of the room and and you hear him go like, all right, everybody, pack it up. (laughs) He's like shaking people. He was doing a voice the whole time. (laughs) He's shaking people out of their like reveries and stuff like that. And going, you hear him open a door and you hear a bunch of coins clanging and he's like, we're done. (laughs) We're not drug dealers anymore. (laughs) And you hear a whisper from Corbin on the ground. He's like shifting a little bit, groaning. What is it? You get close and he just says, Thank you. And that's where we're going to end it for this week. Uh, I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. With me, as always, playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Take care. Playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdulaziz. So long. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Bye. Uh, thanks to Aaron Reed for our a- amazing intro and outro music, as always. Thank you to our incredible Patreon supporters all around the world for supporting us however they do. And thank you to Meme Friend on Discord uh, for the name Pellin Guaranteed Corbin. Sick. Wow. If you want to give us some names for the show, you know, become a patron at the $10 level uh, and hop in hither and yon on our Discord and drop some names. Uh, if you want to help the show out, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com uh, slash speltlore or at speltlore most places, and maybe shoot us a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate it. Catch you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures Three, who tried the best they can. Though dumb and scared and lost they be, for times abreast in revelry. And though our journey 
yours And for you I'd gladly 